welcome to MSESL English. Today, or rather this week, we're doing something a little bit different. This week, we are starting with watching a video. So, I want you to go to the little section underneath the podcast and find the link, which takes you to a YouTube link, but you can go to the TED.com website as well. And take a quick listen, it's only 12 minutes long, to the Simon Sinek talk. And the name of the talk that you're looking for is Why Good Leaders Make You Feel Safe. As I say, it's only 12 minutes long. There are English subtitles on the YouTube channel. And there are lots of different kinds of subtitles if you go over to the TED.com website. So a few different options for you there. If you're having trouble finding the video, you can head over to the blog, www.mzslenglish.com, and you can click on today's blog post, and the video is at the top of the blog post. But if you just go into YouTube, Simon Sinek, and why good leaders make you feel safe is one of the first things that's gonna come up. So it should be pretty easy to find. You don't have to have listened to this before the podcast, by the way, but I think it will be helpful because you'll know what the heck I'm talking about. (laughs) Okay, so what we're going to do today is talk about some of the vocabulary that he uses in that speech. And then tomorrow we're going to talk about some of the techniques that he's using. So what we're actually doing is looking at the speech itself. How is the speech constructed? How is the language used? What kind of skills is he using to deliver the speech that makes it easier for you to hear, easier for you to understand, that makes you connect with it emotionally and makes it something that you pay attention to and actually want to see in your life. He's kind of a master speaker. I would definitely describe him in that way. Simon Sinek has been speaking for a really long time, so he's definitely honed this skill over time. And you can go back and watch his earlier speeches and see how he has developed over time. He's now a motivational speaker around the world, so he's doing this all the time. This is pretty much a job for him. If you're interested, he also has several books. I would definitely suggest you start with Start With Why, which was his first book and is very fantastic. You can also see his Start With Why speech on TED.com or YouTube as well. So if you're just curious about him, you can go ahead and watch his other speeches before you go and buy his books. But anyway, he's a cool guy. He's very interesting. You know, one of my interests is management, and he is one of the leaders in the field who is thinking about leadership and what does leadership mean and what do we want in leadership. I think that's one of the reasons why I find him so interesting. But in terms of my curiosity of speakers and how speaking can work, that is another thing because he's such a great speaker. We could say he's a no-frills guy. You will see in the speech, he uses a, a typical A-board and pens to write. He doesn't have a great, fantastic PowerPoint. You will never see him with a PowerPoint. 
He will use a Nayboard quite regularly, but he will not be using a PowerPoint. So he's a low-tech guy, but he also manages to really deliver his point. So, vocabulary. What I wanted to look at was the constructions of the words that he's using. One of the points with Simon Sinek is he really wants us to hear what he says. I don't mean hear like just listening. I mean really take on board what he's telling us. And so to do that, he has to bypass our brain a little bit, right? We're always listening to everything, feeling a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I agree with this. I don't know if this is the right thing. You know, what is this guy selling? He wants to bypass that part of our brain. The techniques I'm going to talk about over the next three days are several of the ways that he bypasses that part of our brain. So today what we're looking at is the actual vocabulary that he uses. And he uses some really common collocations, phrases, words that we can easily recognize to help our brains accept and appreciate what he's saying. Basically, by using words that we hear often and we relate to specific ideas or feelings, he is able to tap into those feelings within us. And he's also able to make us feel comfortable because we feel like, oh, I know what this word means or I've heard this phrase before. We feel more comfortable when we're listening to his speeches. So actually it's really clever and I have no doubt that it is very, very carefully thought out. When you listen to his speeches, I feel like he thinks a lot about what he's actually saying and how he's saying it. Let's take a look at some of the vocabulary. The first one is by sheer coincidence. This is a really common collocation. We use sheer coincidence a lot to mean absolute, real, definite coincidence. A lot of these are very common in the general world by sheer coincidence for example my mother uses that i use that it's very very common some of these like the next one a concept of service may be more specific to the business world or to a particular industry so the concept of we use that a lot to talk about different ideas but the concept of service we would be more likely to hear in the military or in the non-governmental organizations charitable world and this is the concept that there are people who are willing to put themselves before others and to give back to their communities the next one is ups and downs in the economy this idea of ups and downs it gives us a visual picture of what he's talking about and we often use it to describe how we feel about something or how something moves so he's really tapping into those ideas the next one is another common construction. The whole phrase, in fact, is a common construction. To render something obsolete is the very common one. And he's added to render your business model obsolete overnight. So he's using this to demonstrate an extreme situation where something has stopped working very, very quickly. But this idea of rendering something obsolete is a common idea. Render means to make. So we're talking about making something useless overnight.
when a native speaker hears this, they recognize it, they can understand it. The next one is set the tone. Again, very, very common. We set the tone for something. At the beginning, we start as we mean to go on. Maybe it's the way that a new manager comes into the business. Maybe it's the way that you start your speech. Maybe it's the way that you start a meeting. Whatever you do sets the tone for what comes next. Tangible results. Very, very common in the business world specifically. Tangible means something that's obvious or clear to see. So tangible results are something that every business wants to see, right? Every business wants to see obvious results. In using this, maybe it could make us feel annoyed. If you're from a business place, then it could be that you're used to hearing people in your business talk about tangible results and you're like fed up of hearing that phrase, which is quite useful for him because he's tapping into those emotions and using them to deliver his point. Seize the opportunities. Seize the is something we use a lot when we're talking about wanting or taking something. And another common phrase you might hear is seize the day. So he's using this seize the structure to again tap into our feeling of comfort we know what he's talking about we understand what he means and he repeats these the opportunities several times in the speech we'll come to repetition tomorrow build their self-confidence common collocation to put build and self-confidence together it means to increase or grow but we can use this to refer to our own self-confidence i want to build my self-confidence or i want to build my confidence or we can use it to talk about other people in our team or job or home even. Want to achieve more than we could ever imagine. This phrase we hear in inspirational speeches, we hear in stories. It's not exactly like this every time, but it's that same idea. He's tapping into the feeling of increased possibility and hope that we use this phrase to describe. So by using it in his speech, we are directly connecting with those feelings and ideas. So it saves him time. He doesn't have to talk as much about the idea. He can just put this in his speech and we immediately understand what he means. Okay, just a few more. Hard times and layoffs. Hard times, difficult situations, layoffs, we're using this to describe people who've been fired from their jobs due to an economic or financial problem, not because they did anything wrong. Layoffs are usually in large numbers. A big portion of the employees of a company are all fired together at the same time, and it's not their fault. They didn't do anything wrong. This comes around several times in the stories he tells. They violated the very definition of leadership. I wanted to talk about this one because we're using the word very in kind of an unusual way. In this case, when we use very, what we mean is core, basic or absolute. And by connecting it with violate and definition, it gives us a really strong feeling. 
when he talks about this and you can hear it, you can hear he sounds angry. You know, the intonation that he's using at this point, he sounds angry. And so by violating the very definition of leadership, we really understand how infuriating this is. And we feel upset, even though they're not our leaders and they haven't done it to us. It's not common to use very in this way. The structure is usually very similar. Something bad, the very definition of something. That structure is pretty standard. And we use it really to emphasize usually something negative. So you can hear it in other places. Two more. Deep-seated social contract. So we use deep-seated to describe something that we strongly believe in and is usually deeply held by our society. So if something is deep-seated, it's usually society's bigger perception or belief in something, but it's also something that is held very strongly for us too. And the last one, this is a big deal. Again, this is a really common phrase. So by using it here, he's able to emphasize how important this is. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> Sorry, it's a lot. You can head over to the blog, www.mzslenglish.com to see all of these written down. And as I said, the video is also there. And you can also email me, emmaslenglish at gmail.com if you have any questions about this or if you have any other speeches that you'd like me to look at in this way so that we can start to understand what are these speakers doing that makes it so special and interesting. Tune in again tomorrow and we will be talking about the repetition that Simon Sinek uses throughout the speech to really hammer down his ideas and really help us get what he's trying to say. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.